Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 122 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing everything you've ever wanted to know about Achilles tendonitis, why ice and stretching aren't the best fix, and how I went from custom orthotics to spending all day barefoot without pain. So I recently posted a TikTok on how to strengthen your feet if you have plantar fasciitis, and I'll link to that in the show notes. And in the comments, I got a ton of requests from you for help with Achilles tendonitis. And even if you don't have this, tendonitis and inflammation are super common. And what I'm going to share with you today is going to help you with all of your itises. So anything else going on in your foot, your knee, your ankles, if you have itises, you know, inflammation, fasciitis, bursitis, any itises, uh, anywhere else, these principles still apply. So it will still be beneficial. And I get too that for some of you, being home barefoot over the last year was awesome and you loved it, uh, but it may also have created some foot pain. And I know even for myself in the first couple weeks of working from home exclusively and like not going anywhere, so who needed to put shoes on, my feet were starting to feel super tired as well. So today we're going to dive into why that happened, uh, how to strengthen your feet, and what to do about Achilles tendonitis so that you can get out of pain. And as you know, the best way to figure something out is to make sure that we understand the anatomy of what's going on. So your Achilles tendon is what is actually called the calcaneal tendon. So that's a technical term, calcaneal tendon. But for the rest of us, the the layman, so to speak, we call it the Achilles tendon. And everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. It's a super strong connective tissue that connects your calf muscles to your heel. And your heel bone is called the calcaneus, hence the term calcaneal tendon. Now, here's an interesting thing about the name, and I actually just learned this when I was doing the research for this. Greek mythology is where the term Achilles tendon came from, and the warrior Achilles was dipped into the river Styx by his mother to make him invulnerable, and he was completely immersed in the water except by the ankle with which she held him. And after fighting in the Trojan War, he was mortally wounded when an arrow penetrated his heel. So an Achilles heel refers to a small but fatal weakness. Now, it doesn't really help you much if it's super inflamed, but the calcaneal tendon is where the two muscles of your lower leg blend together and anchor onto your heel. And those two muscles are your gastrocnemius and your soleus or soleus. Now, I definitely wish I took Latin in high school. It would have been far more useful for what I'm doing now, but I took French. So you probably have heard this pronounced as soleus or soleus. There's sort of a tomato tomato when it comes to anatomy. But the important thing is the gastrocnemius and the soleus are the two muscles of the lower leg. Now, your tendons and your muscles 
are basically one and the same. There's no differentiation. Yes, it's different tissue. And visually, you can see the difference because muscle has contractile tissue in it. And then when you get to the tendon, it looks different because it has a different makeup, but they are connected. They are one and the same. And the force and pull of one onto the other is the same. It goes both ways. Now, the difference, I'd say the biggest difference is that your tendons don't have any ability to contract, right? They help to anchor the muscle to the bone and they help to blend with the other fascias that make up then the skin of your bone. So without your tendons, you wouldn't be able to move, right? Your muscles contract. The tendon is what anchors it to the bone. It's connected into the bone and that's what actually pulls on the bone to then make movement, or the highly technical way to think of it is that it helps to transmit the force of the contracting muscle into the bone, which then creates movement. So the gastrocnemius, that's the biggest calf muscle. That's what we know as the calf muscle. And it connects actually in two places behind your knee on the end of your femur. That's your thigh bone. So the gastroc is responsible for flexing your knee or bending your knee and also pointing your foot. So if you come up onto your toes, that is 100% gastroc. It is working like crazy. Your soleus, on the other hand, is smaller and it anchors to the back of your shin bone. So same location underneath the gastroc. Also, again, blending into that calcaneal tendon and then anchoring to your calcaneus. But it doesn't cross at the knee. So its only action is pointing the toes or what's called plantar flexion. So again, muscles contract, tendons don't contract. And the reason for this is they're made up of dense, fibrous tissue that has a lot of collagen fibers packed tightly together. This, the whole purpose of tendons to be super duper strong. But this packed collagen bundle also means that it has poor blood supply, which then means that healing can be slow. Anytime we have poor blood supply in an area, think of your ears and piercings, for example, right? When you get your ears pierced and the lobe pierced, the healing is rather straightforward. There's good blood supply there because it's just normal tissue, but cartilage takes longer to heal because the blood supply is not as rich as it is in your earlobes. So hopefully that makes the differentiation more clear for you of the difference between even muscle tissue versus tendons. Now, when you have a tendon tear, it's called a strain. But inflammation at that tendon of any origin is called tendonitis. And the tendon is not just a rope. It's not just this, you know, string thing connecting your muscle to your bone. It also has its own connective tissue jacket called a tendon sheath. And I know we have gone like deep into the woods uh, about anatomy, but it's all going to come together in just a minute. Stick with me. So the role of this sheath around the tendon is to help reduce friction during movement. Your body knows that movement's going to happen. It was designed to move. And part of that design means multiple layers of redundancy to help movement happen better. But wherever there is movement, there can also be inflammation. And inflammation can also happen here at that tendon sheath. It's called tenosynovitis. So I wanted to hit all of those terms in case these have been communicated to you at some point in your injury journey so that you can actually understand what 
we're talking about. And now that we get the anatomy, let's get to the real question. Why does it get inflamed? So your body is in a continuous cycle of building and breaking things down. This happens every day when you wake up to when you go to sleep. And even while you're sleeping, things are happening. And once you start moving, things start changing. This is just, it is what it is. Lymph is working within your body to clean house and get any of those kind of like cellular byproducts out of the way. And this is stuff from muscular contraction to cells just doing their job. When you work out, you're intentionally stressing your system and your tissues, your fascias, your tendons, your muscles in an effort to encourage it to get stronger than it was before. Use it or lose it absolutely applies. And your body's going to maintain what you do most often. So when we push things beyond what our body is actually comfortable with, that's usually what creates pain. Like most busy, active people, I don't have time to waste during my workout. I need my workouts to be efficient, effective, and to the point. So if your performance feels like it's been dragging and your energy is nowhere to be seen, I've got just the thing to help. Perform from the Amino Company is an amino acid-based formula that's three times more effective on a gram-by-gram basis than any other protein source. And it'll improve peak strength and endurance levels during your workout. It helps me complete my workouts without feeling exhausted and with more energy and better focus. Perform is designed for endurance, focus, and strength, and it's based on actual science. I kid you not, the research on amino acids and performance enhancements is well-documented with hundreds of studies demonstrating how well they work. Just one scoop of Perform about 30 minutes before your workout will help boost athletic performance, increase peak physical strength and endurance, and improve focus and concentration. And right now, you'll save 30% off when you use the code BODYNERD at checkout. Just head on over to aewellness.com slash amino. You'll see all the research studies plus save that 30%. Again, the code is BODYNERD and head on over to aewellness.com slash amino, A-M-I-N-O. All right, back to the show. After a workout, if we've pushed ourselves too far, we call this post-workout soreness and it usually resolves in a few days. And if you have worked out for any period of time, you know that that's a good sign. You know that you did a good workout and you're not too concerned about it. But what happens if you push and push and push and push and your body can't keep up with the healing, right? It literally can't build as fast as things are being broken down. And when I say broken down, I want you to also think, uh, you know, it can't build as fast as resources are being used. That may be another way to think of it. And what about if that pushing, that work, isn't related to a workout, but it's just how you're moving about your day? Now, this is what happens when we get tendonitis or other itises. Your body's healing capacity can't keep up with the demand. When it's in your feet or your Achilles tendon, there's some reason that the Achilles is having to do all of the work that's typically related to what's happening around it. So if there's other muscles and tissues that aren't doing their fair share of the work and the Achilles tendon or the plantar fascia has to do all of the work instead, that's where we get into that cycle of being unable to keep up with demand. 
right? Supply and demand. The cleaning crew and the healing capacity just can't keep up with how much force and effort is being put into that tissue. So you'd think, okay, so I should rest, right? Makes sense. Except the minute that you start moving again, you're going to be right back where you started. And you may have experienced this as well. You have an injury, something got a twinge, something hurts. You take two weeks off. And then the minute you're out there in your first run or the first two minutes of your warm up in the gym, it comes back. And I'm all about optimizing your health so you can feel amazing no matter what. So avoiding movements is not something that we're going to talk about. But what if going barefoot is what's creating your heel pain or your Achilles pain? What if every run you do makes it ache for days? Does that mean you have to give up that thing forever? And this was a really common sentiment in the comments on this TikTok post about, oh, just I always wear shoes and it's fine. Or I got this amazing shoe and it's always fine. Or I just never do that anymore and it's fine. When we understand what's going on, we can actually resolve the problem instead of just avoiding it, okay? And that's what I want you to be able to do is to have enough information that you feel confident to move forward with an actual plan instead of just avoiding something for fear of what's gonna happen. So when we have pain, whether it's in the muscle or the tendon, Achilles tendonitis, or again, plantar fasciitis, it's a sign that there's too much load or force or effort or work being put into the tissue. It is being asked to do more than it was designed to do, and it's tired. It's tired, and it wants everybody else to start pulling their load as well. I've used the analogy before of your body as a corporation, And if there is, you know, one department that takes off two weeks and doesn't tell anybody, not only will another department have to pick it up, but there's going to be that one person in that department who's going to do more work than everybody else. And they're going to be complaining because they're just so overworked and mad, right? John is going to be like, ah, I've worked so hard for like two weeks while the rest of you knuckleheads are like all on vacation. And this ends here. But the problem isn't with John, right? So we shouldn't just be like, oh, John, I brought you cupcakes. Oh, John, I brought you muffins. John, would you like some Starbucks? No. The problem is this other department that has been on vacation. So like, let's get them back to work and that will help resolve the issue. So the same goes for your Achilles tendons. Obviously, let's address the inflammation first. So movement is going to be your best bet. Icing I'm not a fan. And the reason why is that icing actually constricts the blood vessels in the area and that limits fluid flow both in and out. So that swelling and inflammation just kind of sit there and get stagnant. And it makes me imagine a swamp and that's not what we want. I know you may say, but icing, it helps with the pain. Yes, but movement is going to be so much better for your long-term healing, right? We don't want to just address the pain. We actually want to facilitate better healing. So movement, if you can't bear weight, something like a voodoo band or a voodoo strap is awesome to do short duration, high tension compression. So you basically wrap your foot and ankle as tightly as you possibly can, but only leave it for about two minutes or so. I will link to the voodoo band in the show notes as well. And a social, I think it's an Instagram that I did explaining how that works. Okay. So 
when I sprained my ankle, which again, that's like more acute, but even with these longer term tenosynovitis or tendonitis, the voodoo band can help you to create movement. It can help to move that swelling out of the area. It helps to also flush that inflammation out as well. So it's a much better option than just resting and icing. So no rest, no ice, smart movement and strategic strength training. So this means doing things barefoot as much as you can tolerate, okay? So even when I'm here at my desk, and I've talked about this before as well, that variety and variation is really the key to feeling great. I'll spend some time barefoot and then I'll put on some shoes. I really like wearing my Birkenstocks in the house, but I don't wear them all day or my feet hurt. So just changing stuff up, spending some time in barefoot, but not too much time in barefoot. And only you are going to know what is too much time. It's a workout. Being barefoot is a workout for your feet like anything else is. So treat it as such, right? Only spend a small amount of time till you know that that's going to be okay. And then you can start to add on as that becomes more easy. At this point for me, I go pretty much by ear or by feel, right? Depending on what my feet feel like, I might wear shoes, I might not. I just alternate back and forth between the two. I'm also on carpet, which makes a difference. I know when I'm in my kitchen, which has like a laminate floor, being barefoot and standing in the kitchen doesn't feel great. So that's where those Birkenstocks come in handy. But try to spend as much time as you can, especially at home, barefoot because that will help to strengthen your feet and the intrinsic muscles in your feet that should be working to support the foot so that the Achilles tendon doesn't have to do it all. Remember, the two muscles of your calf, the gastrocnemius and the soleus, are also muscles that help with bending the knee and pointing the toes. So any exercise that does one of those two things, one that I really like because it does target your Achilles tendon, just, I mean, that's all it does, is calf raises. But not just calf raises from the ground, but calf raises on a ledge or a step or a yoga block. Because that is going to ask you and require you to take your ankle through its full range of motion so that you get, again, better outcomes, better flexibility, and better strength for your Achilles, for your foot, for your calf through your entire range of motion, not just a narrow range. Another thing is to roll your foot on a soft and squishy ball. My favorite brands are Rad Roller or Tune Up Fitness. They have some fantastic options for beginners. These are also linked in the show notes. And I also want to add, you can't do one without the other, okay? If you're just rolling or you are just doing strength training, you're going to find that you're going to stall out at some point, that At some point, you know, you've made some improvements, but they kind of stopped and nothing's really happening anymore. You have to combine the two together. You have to reduce tension and build back strength to reduce that amount of effort or load that the inflamed tissue is having to do. And that's something that happens through consistency because it takes time. So you can't do like calf raises for one day for like 35 minutes and then you're done. Mm -mm. A couple minutes a day, rolling your feet, doing your calf raises, and things will gradually start to get better. Now, do you have to wear super supportive shoes forever and ever and ever? No, no, you don't at all. Because when you're building up the strength of your lower leg so that your lower leg and your body can actually support themselves, the shoes that you pick don't matter nearly as much. 
There are some people who swear by totally flat shoes and there are others who are like, no, they're the devil, never wear them. But remember, our bodies were designed to move. Our feet were designed to just be feet. I live in Los Angeles. It's not really safe to walk around outside barefoot. It's kind of gross. I mean, it's actually very, very gross, right? So I'm going to wear shoes outside, but I know that my feet are strong enough that I can wear a super barefoot shoe, which is just like a thin piece of rubber, or I can wear a tennis shoe, or I could wear a Birkenstock, or, you know, on Sundays and I'm feeling fancy, I could wear a heel. And I know that all the work that I do to maintain the health of my foot will allow me to do any of those without pain. So don't let your shoe wear or your footwear do the work that your muscles and fascias were designed to do. So strengthen your lower legs and then gradually you don't have to worry about what type of shoe or what support you're wearing quite so much. I used to have custom orthotics and wear super thick soled shoes because of plantar fasciitis and knee pain and back pain that I was having. But as I started to strengthen my feet and use my feet as they were designed, like again, I can walk all day in earth runner sandals that are totally super flat, just like a piece of rubber on the bottom of your foot and have no problems. I did this gradually, okay? I'm gonna say that again. I did this gradually. Remember I said strengthening your feet is like a workout like anything else. When I wore my barefoot shoes right at the beginning for too long, it was terrible. Don't recommend it, right? But gradually and consistently building up the strength of my feet, And working on tension in my entire body, not just in the foot, ankle, and lower leg, was what allowed me to then get rid of the orthotics. I don't even know what I did with them. I'm sure I just like threw them away. And now when I'm buying shoes, right, I'm looking for wide toe boxes that are going to allow my feet to be their natural shape and have their normal spread. I'm actually, you know, looking for a shoe to wear on my uh, cycling bike and having to find a wide foot, natural foot is proving to be slightly more challenging than I thought it would be. So if you have a barefoot-ish cycling shoe you like, please do let me know. But again, when your feet are stronger, the type of shoe where you wear doesn't matter quite so much. When I run, I find on the concrete and asphalt here in the city that wearing barefoot shoes to run isn't super comfortable, right? So a little bit more support is not going to ruin all of the barefoot work you've done, but it's going to allow you to do that activity with a little bit more comfort. And to me, that's important. And also what I want you to know is it is possible for you to, to be barefoot if you want to, but most importantly, to not have Achilles tendonitis or lower leg and foot pain. It's going to require that you do daily body maintenance, but you know what? You don't brush your teeth once and then you're done with it forever, right? Those are things that we do every day as well. Spending a few minutes a day will make a world of difference. And I promise. Now, if you want to get a, you know, a plan together with a strategic full body workout plan, my Mobility Master Toolkit will help. I know I talk about this every single week. You get four weeks of mobility exercises that help you build your strength and your flexibility for hips, shoulders, feet, lower back, and more. And for just $27, you get a month of body maintenance and a workday stretch guide for easy stretches to break up your day and help you feel awesome. So if you need a place to get started, the Mobility Master Toolkit is the place. So head on over to mobilitytoolkit.co to get started. 
So what was your biggest aha from today's episode? And if you have Achilles tendonitis or foot pain, let me know if this was helpful. You can take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. I'm at holla for mala or send any questions you have my way. You can also leave me a voicemail on the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. And don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads of Body Nerds group and all things podcast related live over at aewellness.com slash podcast and you know the drill subscribe if you aren't subscribed leave a review if you have the time and you haven't done so already i super super appreciate it and share this with someone who needs to hear it share this with your running partner your workout buddy or your significant other or a family member or just you know that random person on the street who's like walking around in a boot and you're like hey do you have foot pain check this out (laughs) maybe not but you know you could So here's to asking better questions, moving more, no more Achilles tendonitis, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.